Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Hello, my loves. We are at episode 75, three quarters of a way to 100 episodes. I have this really dorky jacket. I shouldn't diss the jacket. It's by Spiritual Gangster, and I love that company. But it's, I guess, a little bit dorky for a 39-year-old woman, but it's so on brand. How LA of me to say so on brand, but it's so cute. Now, of course, I'm going to have to post a picture up of it. Go to Instagram and follow at Claire the Heartbreak Coach if you haven't already. I deliver tons of free content, gems of wisdom, ahas from my clients, personal ahas from self-coaching or through the coaching that I get from my coaches. So if you are picking up what I'm throwing down on this podcast, for sure, circle over to Claire the Heartbreak Coach and maybe you'll see my 12-year-old trapped in a 39-year-old body's jacket. (laughs) But it's got two hearts on the back and it says, can't stop, won't stop. And that's what I think when I just see all of these episodes of how to stop wanting him back accumulating. Here I am, you know, just over a year. I started in March of 2019. We're now in July of 2020 and I have 180,000 downloads unbelievable. And I've never done any, you know, direct marketing. This is just spreading the word 100%. Thank you, Courtney Kardashian and Poosh for giving me the platform to serve so many. You can go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, click on articles or just Google Poosh Claire Byrne. I've written dozens of articles on heartbreak dating and relationships. I continue to. I actually just Uh, handed in an article called Heartbreak, Not Because of Him, Because of Me. And it's related to a recent episode that I did called Heartbreak in Your Ideal Relationship. We can put that episode in the show notes. I've been very vocal and transparent and vulnerable. You can also go back to my last episode called Let's Talk About Vulnerability. I believe so much in the power of vulnerability. And yes, I am a heartbreak coach and I have healed just the deepest pain that I've ever experienced. You can circle, I'm referencing all of my episodes. Episode five, I reference this in every episode, my heartbreak story, so that you can have a great understanding as to who I am, what I went through, not from a victim point of view, but even though I felt very victim-y at the time, if you will, but I give you all the drama and all the dirt about dating a narcissistic sociopath and how that catapulted me onto this soul-searching journey. I searched and searched and searched and tried every healing modality after every healing modality. And I believe in the power of all of them to a certain extent, but nothing worked the way life coaching did in terms of creating the dream life that I'm living now with my dream partner, the love of my life and serving so many women on healing their hearts in a method that I feel is the best out there on helping women stopping wanting Mr. or Miss wrong back and calling in the most ideal partner for them. And I am the example of making it work. And I have worked tirelessly, I would say for a solid 12 years now, 
searching and searching and searching and trying to figure it out. And, you know, I recently did an episode called Why the Work Isn't Working. And it isn't because there's a problem with the work. There's a problem with you. And I don't say that in an accusatory, derogatory, insulting way. What I'm trying to offer here is that all of the answers are within and you just need the proper guidance and you need to learn how to use these tools properly because I hear from women all the time. Yes, I hear from a lot of you guys saying this podcast is helping you in so many ways. Lots of people have told me that you've healed your heart. You've found love through how I've talked about it on all of these episodes. I give you the goods on on this podcast. However, the women that come to me for the one-on-one coaching, I think that they're res- Results are elevated on a different level and that they have ahas and breakthroughs about things they didn't even realize were getting in their way, not just to do with their love lives. And now I have clients, I've shared that five women now have found love in the pandemic. And I truly believe that seriously, the pandemic can serve you in your dating life, but that's a whole other podcast episode. I'm really going to try to stay on track here. But now these clients are re-upping with me in their ideal relationships because as I have shared recently, it has been a struggle for me to fully accept and embrace that this is my new normal. I'm 39 years old for the first 37 years of my life. No joke. I was always in struggle mode and it was because of my mind. It was because of my thinking. It wasn't because of external circumstances. I used external circumstances to make me believe that, yeah, I was a talented actress. I was going to get work, but I wasn't going to be the star I strived to be. And yeah, I think I'm a pretty good catch, but it was more comfortable for me to watch everyone around me get married, get settled down, have the white picket fence and the kids. That's also, you know, not necessarily something that I wanted at the time, but I just watched everyone checking off all the boxes and I knew that my own unique individual path, even though I grew up in a bit of a bubble where everybody checks off the boxes, you go to college, you get, you know, the advertising job, the marketing job, the finance job, and you then meet your person in New York City and you settle down and you get married and you move to the suburbs and then you have the kids. I knew that that wasn't my path and I'm not knocking anybody who's listening to this podcast. I coach so many women who are on that trajectory. I coach lots of New York City women who are striving in their careers and thriving in their careers and are trying to navigate their love lives in a different way. I'm just saying specifically for me, there was always this unconventional, soul-searching artist in me that wanted to do something a little bit different, but I always wanted love and I always wanted success doing something that I absolutely love and that lights me up. And for so many years, I thought that that was acting. And I also wanted to be living an abundant life. I wanted to be so inspired. I wanted to be really comfortable financially. I love traveling. I love the finer things. And I wanted to do it not through a job that made me miserable and didn't light me up. And I was willing, as I share all the time, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, Big Magic. I'm literally staring at it on my TV stand. It has to be something that I see all the time. It's such an incredible book for anybody who wants to tap into their soul and into their inner creativity. We'll put a link in the show notes to Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with anything she writes. And she talks about being willing to eat a shit sandwich for her art. I didn't want money 
more than I wanted to be doing the thing that I loved most, which at the time was acting. I was totally willing to live in a shitty apartment. I was totally willing to live with roommates. I was totally willing to work multiple side jobs. I was babysitting in my mid thirties. I had a personal assistant job up until I was 37 years old as I was transitioning into building this uh, life coaching business. I was used to the hustle because there was nothing I wanted more than to be waking up, lit up about what I was doing. I just always thought it was going to be acting. If someone told me nine years ago that I was going to be living in Santa Barbara and, you know, serving heartbroken women and have a really successful business, I would have probably said, fuck off. No, that's not what I want. (laughs) But I can't believe it. And this is what the beauty of coaching offers is that when you tap into your inner self, when you clear out the blocks of your mind, opportunities and people and just what is the word I'm looking at? Synchronicity happens and new ideas are born. And, you know, someone recently reached out to me and hopefully she's listening because I get all these messages and I read them, but I can't respond to everybody all the time, especially in my DMs and my emails. I'm running a business full time, serving 20 women right now. And also what I offer in my six month one-on-one coaching program is that those 20 women can text me Monday through Friday, nine to five Pacific Standard Time and keep that coaching elevated. So I do try to respond here and there to messages from all the fans, all the listeners, all of the followers on Instagram. I really try to read all the messages and I love all the inspiration that you guys give me for podcast episodes. So keep them coming. But one girl recently asked me, you know, if you could share about what inspired you to take the leap as a coach. I just wanted to do it, but I always, even when I invested in my coach training program five years ago, I still thought that acting was my plan A. And I really just started to notice a couple of years ago when my business just started to take off that when I was getting auditions, I was irritated. I didn't want to go on the auditions. I was more lit up about my business. I didn't want to arrange my coaching calls around my auditions. I just kind of fell out of love with acting because I was so much more lit up serving women and showing women. And really, I think what it came down to was watching women's hearts heal and start to fall the fuck in love with themselves and being on the phone with them and just hearing all the wins and hearing about how their lives were turning out for the better. That just lit me up so much more than going and auditioning for Modern Family and, you know, spending all these hours getting my, you know, hair and outfit ready and like trying to nail the joke. And then you're in and you're out and you're there competing with 50 other tall pale brunettes. It's just, I'm over it. I did it for so many years. So there wasn't like, Ooh, let's take this big leap. It was just, this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is where my heart is pulling me. And I knew I was on the right track because people were coming to me. People were resonating with my message. It just, it was just so organic and so amazing. But when I initially signed up for coaching, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is going to be the thing for me. My whole life was acting really up until 37 years ago. I started coaching five years ago. I was really passionate about self-help and healing and my soul-searching journey. I just didn't think it was going to be my main gig, my solo gig now. And this really ties into the topic for today's episode, why you're not doing the work. I think that there are three reasons and 
I was just recently talking to a friend where she's an artist and she's really at a crossroads with, you know, settling down, thinking about kids and wants to be similar to me, wants to keep doing what she loves. I think her first love is still acting. So she struggles with going all in on one thing to support acting. And it's a weird time with the pandemic. Not much is happening production wise. You know, there's some things going on for my my actor friends, which is amazing, but obviously a lot has shifted and a lot of productions have slowed down. And so I was talking to her about this because she was like, but you found something else that you loved more than acting. And I said, no, I didn't. When I started coaching, it was really just a hobby and a plan B to support my plan A in the same way yoga teaching. Like I love yoga, but my teaching was really for me to support my plan A, which was to teach in the morning, teach at night, audition during the day, and have that be my side gig. And then I was kind of a little bit bored saying downward dog for five breaths. I love doing downward dog myself, but I was getting a little bored saying that over and over and over again. God bless all the yoga teachers who are listening to me because it takes a lot of energy to serve both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. My hat is off to you. I definitely hit a wall and knew that Yoga was the baseline. And I actually believe that yoga totally put me on the path of life coaching because I was so fascinated to hear about people's lives. And so I just thought, oh, this would be cool. And I just investigated. And I was very clear that I didn't, you know, at that point I was 35. I didn't want to be a starving artist forever. I started realizing I actually didn't want to eat the shit sandwich for the rest of my life. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. You just have to be really clear and honest with yourself. And so when I started coaching, it was really something that I was interested in and passionate about. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is going to be my main thing, my solo gig. And I put tons of effort in it. And so I'm reading this book right now by Steve Chandler. It's called The Wealth Warrior. I actually finished it this morning. It's an amazing book. It's uh, if someone, if any of you out there are similar to me and you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, yeah, I want to create money doing something that I love. I think that this is an excellent book for you. Or if you're stuck and you're searching to figure out, a lot of my clients come to me and they say that. And a lot of my clients end up wanting to become coaches because this work is so transformational. And Steve Chandler actually says something that would arguably be different than what I preach on here, but I liked his angle, so I'm going to offer it up here. He essentially says passion and inspiration will come from putting in effort. So I'm always talking about how your thoughts create your feelings that drive action. Thoughts create feelings that drive actions that yield you results. But Steve Chandler was talking about, and he's a coach as well, and he's talking about his clients who are just stuck, unmotivated, uninspired. They're indulging in, I don't know what I want to do with my life, right? And I share this all the time with my clients. I don't accept the phrase, I don't know. My coaches don't accept, I don't know from me. It's very easy to say, I don't know, I do it, but then I catch myself. And so Steve was talking about one particular client where he just encouraged him, just pick something and put all your effort in. And I think that that comes from when I'm thinking about my friend 
And I'm thinking about myself and how, where that came from. I did. I just put a lot of effort into life coaching because I thought I was really good at it. I really enjoyed it. I believed in it. And I just thought, I'm just going to keep doing this. And then I started noticing, well, a lot of other people are really successful and making a ton of money doing this. I think I have the goods just as much as they do. I'm going to investigate this more. I want this to become something that's lucrative and equally inspiring, if not more inspiring. I actually think the more lit up and inspired we are, I think the reason why I'm making the most amount of money now is because this is what I was meant to be doing. I actually think acting was what I was meant to be doing my whole life. I think the reason why I'm so comfortable being vulnerable with you guys and I'm so comfortable getting on the podcast and talking in the way that I do, I think all of my acting experience, my heartbreak, my yoga teacher training, all of it, my struggles financially, rubbing dimes together to pay rent, the hustle, the carrying all the bags of the change of clothes in New York City and the freezing cold and hopping on the subways and trying to make it to all the auditions and then also teaching yoga and I was babysitting. I I was doing everything I could to make a buck, house sitting, dog sitting, anything to keep it all going. And I think all of those experiences led me to here and led me to my most abundant life because I understand lack. I understand stress. I fucking understand heartbreak on all the levels. I understand the not enough mentality. I understand having your heart set on so many things and not understanding how to get yourself there. I've been there. I've done that. People eye roll me all the time about this podcast. Now that I'm in love, they don't want to listen to me anymore because I need to be more sensitive to the people who are suffering. I'm not your friend. I'm not your girlfriend. Yes, coaching is a little bit more lax and casual than therapy, but I am your coach and I want to be the example of what is possible for all of you who are struggling and suffering right now. And when you're struggling and suffering and in all this pain, you're probably not inspired or motivated to do the work. So what Steve Chandler talks about is pick something and put all this effort into it. And from there, passion and inspiration will be born. And so that's what I was offering my friend. I had no idea five years ago when I invested every fucking penny I had. I was curious about life coaching. I did a little bit of investigation and uh, research and I was looking and looking and I was like, I don't really think that I I thought that all these programs were like really gimmicky. When I was looking online five years ago for a program, I was finding like become a life coach in a weekend for $500. I was like, that sounds like bullshit. (laughs) And you guys remember that coaching is an irregulated industry. Anybody can call themselves a coach. Nobody needs to be certified. But I knew that there must be something out there. I knew that I was good. I knew that I was passionate about self-help. I knew that I was really being kind of like the class therapist to my acting class at the time. I knew that there was something there, but I really wanted a juicy, solid program that was going to teach me structure, that was going to teach me tools. And so I was searching and searching just for a few days. And then boom, Martha Beck's program that was $8,000 pops up in my Google search. Now, Martha Beck, she's unbelievable. She's written so many self-help books. We can put a link to Martha in the show notes. And 
I used to read her articles in O Magazine, and my mom did too. And so we'd always say, did you read that Martha Beck article? So to me, the stars were aligned. I had this idea. I was like, I wonder what life coaching is really about, because people keep telling me I'm good at this. I started doing research, couldn't really find anything. I'm like, there has to be something, right? I didn't stop searching. I found the program. The program started in exactly two weeks, and I had exactly $8,000 in my bank account. On the one hand, People could have thought you're crazy to spend every penny. And on the other hand, God bless my freaking father. He is just the best. He was like, you have to do this. He used to call me Angela McNamara for all of my Irish listeners. It's it's they probably know who I'm talking about. I didn't know who she was. But as an American kid, I loved helping my friends. I loved being there for them. I loved giving advice. And so my dad would make a joke and call me Angela McNamara because it's similar to Ask Abby, that column, I wonder, I don't know if it exists today, Ask Abby. I don't know if she's alive today, but Ask Abby back in the day, right? She would always give this advice. So my dad just was like, you have to do it. And I really felt like this was a test of me taking that leap. And that was the best fucking $8,000 I ever spent in my life because look what I'm doing now. I mean, I also think the money that I spend on my coach Stacy is the best money I've ever spent and it's the most money. And I palpitate a little bit every time <laughs> I fork it over and without a doubt, the return, and it's not even just the financial return because she's my business coach, the return of the life that I have now, I know wouldn't be what it was without my coaching from Stacy. So I wasn't born with this dream of becoming a heartbreak coach. And even after all the soul searching and even when I invested in coaching, I didn't have this dream to run this like thriving business. And even when I launched my coaching business, you guys, I was very guarded in sharing exactly why. I alluded to a little bit of heartbreak and that inspired me to get on this self-help journey. But I was fucking terrified how long has it been now? Just, I would say three years ago when I decided to really take the leap and say, I'm not just a coach for women. I'm a heartbreak coach. And here's why here's my story. And if you think that I wasn't terrified to do that, if you think I didn't think about my narcissistic psycho ex really like doing something damaging to me, I really had all this fear. I don't think that he's like a killer or a physical abuser, but I do think he is such an emotional abuser. And it wouldn't surprise me if he did something to sabotage me or sabotage my podcast and like do something really insidious and manipulative that maybe I wouldn't even have the proof that he did it. I had all this fear and anxiety. And I know that that might sound paranoid and crazy to you guys, but if you have not been in an emotionally abusive relationship, it's hard to understand from the outside. But then I said, you know what? Fuck it. I know my truth. I know that there are so many other women out there who are going through what I have been through. And I know that there is something missing in the breakup, healing, heartbreak arena. And I want to fill that void. Even when I took that leap three years ago, I was still auditioning. I was passionate about it. I didn't know, but I just kept putting in effort because what I was clear about is that I wanted to do something that came from a place of service. And I even felt like acting was a place of service as well, or not a place of service, was a job of service, right? To serve, to entertain, to tell a story, to maybe, you know, I, how many of you tune into, I love Parks and Rec and The Office and 30 Rock and New Girl, right? Like how many times are you guys down? 
down in the dumps and you just turn on Netflix for a great laugh to escape your pain. I really think that actors are serving by telling a story and helping you escape or helping you inspire or helping you laugh and have some comic relief in your day. I really believe that acting is a service to their audience. And so I loved that. I also was over the unreliability. I loved, I started to fall in love with me being the creator of my schedule and really me calling my own clients in. I don't have to audition for a client who then has to go to a producer, who then has to go to studio, who then has to go to network to approve of me to be their coach. It's just between me and the client, me and you guys, right? I loved that. I'm not going to lie. Now, again, thoughts create your results. I really think if I had the tools that I have now as a heartbreak coach that I teach you guys to create healing your heart to create the mindset of stopping wanting Mr. or Miss Wrong back to create calling love in. I absolutely think that if I wanted to, I would go back to acting. I truly think I could be an acting business coach because I do coach some actors and I know that their thoughts create their results. I really and truly do. So I would use the same mindset tools that I use for myself and calling love in, that I use for myself and healing my heart, that I offer my clients, and the same thought tools that I use to create a multiple six-figure business that I am planning to scale at seven figures. And it's so crazy for me to even say that because if someone told me this even just over two years ago, I never would have believed that. Again, it comes from service. I want to really be the go-to person around the world. And I know that you guys are listening to me around the world and it fucking makes my heart explode. I want to offer something to everybody. Believe it or not, that's affordable. I'm working on it right now. Yes, I'm going to still do my very high-end one-on-one coaching. I'm still going to always serve you guys on the podcast for free. And I'm going to create something that is more accessible to everybody in the world so they know exactly how to move through their pain. I want to cover every nook and cranny in your brain and all the thoughts that you think about yourself and about your ex and about your partner if you're struggling in your relationship. And I just want to be able to heal as many hearts around the world because can you imagine the impact of that? on your fucking children. Yes, I had to say fucking children. If more children are being raised in environments where their parents are consciously engaging with them, consciously engaging with themselves, consciously engaging with their partners in front of their children, can you imagine the amount of love and peace that is increased in this world and then the impact that those individuals have going out into the world? There will be way less hate. I think there will be way less disease. And I think that there will be more abundance and peace that this world has ever seen. (sighs) It just makes me so lit up and so excited. And yes, I've gone on my tangent, but all of these born ideas, right? All of these newfound ideas, all of the ways that I have expanded my brain and investigated the why in my newfound love more than anything that I want to do on on this planet, right? And it used to be acting. All of that just came from, I just want a job to support my acting career. I think I'm good at this. I'm going to make that investment and I'm going to coach people. And then one new idea was born after the next, after the next, after the next. It didn't come from, I'm going to sign up for a coach training program and think about a seven-figure business as a life coach. That didn't happen five years ago. I actually was like, shit, Am I going to do this? Spend every fucking penny I have in my savings and have no guarantees 
and making it back. But even still, I technically thought I had no guarantees, but I did believe I was going to make at least that $8,000 back. I was like, oh, I'll probably start out charging a hundred bucks an hour. And over time, I'm going to, I'm going to probably coach 80 people for sure. And so obviously I've made a ton more than $8,000 back. But I really, five years ago, had this very starving artist, fearful mentality. But there was something else deeper in me, which was my belief, right? That I was at least going to make this money back. And it wasn't even about the money. I knew in the same way that when I had invested in yoga teacher training that I was just going to learn tools. And God bless my dad. I remember being so frustrated at like 23, 24. And I was commuting between New York City and Westchester, living at home with my parents. And my friends were living the high life with their fancy jobs and living in New York. But I really was committed to my love of acting. And I knew that I was fortunate that I didn't have to pay rent and like bartend and run my body into the ground to just keep a roof over my head in New York City. But I was really, really discouraged one day. And I said to my dad, you know, what if I'm doing all of this for nothing? And my amazing Irish father said, Claire, you are studying life. That's what theater is. You're studying life and nobody can put a price on that. So whatever you do with your life, you get to take your education. Sorry to my Irish listeners. My my Irish accent isn't as good as it once was. I used to have an Irish accent when I was living in Dublin. It might not sound like I did, <laughs> but it's really true. And again, I think that that study of life has also made me the coach that I am today. But even in the moments of all the discouragement as an actor and, and even as building my, in building my yoga business and in now building this life coaching business, the reason why I always said yes to it and took the leap and took the risks in the investments when I had no money really to do it and any probably financial advisor out there would say, what the fuck are you doing? No, <laughs> but there was a deeper belief. And so... Here we are 30 minutes in, you guys, I know I'm a talker, but I'm going to get to the first of three reasons why you're not doing the work. The first reason is you're not ready. Like I was ready. I was willing to go into debt. I was willing to work, you know, side hustle jobs. I was 35. Oh gosh, I guess 34 because I'm 39 now. I was 34 when I spent every dime I had to invest in my coach training and I was living with a roommate and I had my personal assistant job and I would take babysitting jobs as well. I would do anything that anyone would ask me to do to make extra money at 34 years old, college educated woman. And I describe that as eating a shit sandwich. I worked for the most amazing woman on the planet as a personal assistant, but you know, it wasn't obviously something that I was striving to do in my mid thirties. And I would, but I was always ready. I was ready throughout all of my twenties, all into my thirties. And even at 28, when I had my first adult heartbreak pre my rock bottom X, which I referred to in episode five, my heartbreak story, I started going to all the healers like, and I, again, was broke 
majority of the time. Some years were really lucrative because of commercials. And some years I had really great artistically abundant years where I'd book a couple of guest stars or recurring roles, but those are not as financially lucrative. But uh, most of the time, I, I mean, even when I had money, I was always stressed about it because of my mindset about it. But I was always ready to do the work. If there was some unbelievable healer, I was like, where is she? Sign me up. And I have to say, even when I started life coaching and I started, you know, learning more about coaches and the coaching industry as I started my own training program, of course, there were coaches who were, you know, five figure coaches that I was like, oh my God, I could never, right? There, It wasn't like I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on any healer possible. But I showed up. I definitely, even in New York City, when I was going through my rock bottom relationship and I didn't have an official place to live, I was like living between my best friends in New York City and my parents' house in Westchester. I had no money, but before I even cared about rent or anything else, I was putting money together to seek out therapy and yoga healing workshops and going to hear authors speak. Like that's where I was putting my money. So I was totally ready to show up. So I think that that's one of the reasons why you're not doing the work is because you're not ready. You want to really be in your victim story or you're waiting for Mr. or Miss Wrong, that person that you're so heartbroken over to change, to come back, to regret what he or she did, to apologize, to make up for what they did to, you know, really make you feel better. You're waiting for someone else to come back and make you feel better. Or you want revenge and you want to know that they're like suffering in some way. I know you're all out there. I was one of them too. (laughs) No shame. But really and truly, it's like that would make me feel better. It would make me feel better if the woman that he's with now just dumped him or saw exactly who he is and not, you know, the charmer that he duped me for as well. So, Number one, the reason why you're not doing the work is because you're not ready. And if some of you are listening and you're like, I am ready, I am ready, really like ask yourself, is that really true? How much time, and I really mean it, how much money are you willing to put forth to heal? I am not saying for all the judges of what I charge, I'm not saying you're not ready if you don't hire Claire. That is not what I'm saying. But what is your budget and what are you willing to put in to your mental health? Are you willing to table trips? You should be right now because there's a pandemic. That's probably one of the reasons why my business is at its peak right now. There's nowhere to go. So I might as well put my travel money into coaching. Not a bad idea, guys. If you're isolated and wanting to climb the walls, hire a coach. And maybe some of you are listening saying, well, I'm ready because I'm listening to this podcast. I love that you're listening to this podcast. I am so grateful to all of you who keep listening and keep this podcast going. Well, I keep the podcast going, but because you guys keep listening, you keep me going, right? But if you're just sitting and you're just driving your car or you're going on a walk or you're running and you're listening and you're just like, "Uh uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, totally, Claire, yes, yes, yes. But then you're not taking any inspired action. You're not doing thought work. You're not figuring out how to do it. You're not waking up every morning and managing your mind. Then you're not. And really just get real with yourself. And hopefully you're listening to me say you're not really ready if you're just like 
only passively listening to this podcast or, or reading. I used to do that so much. Brooke Castillo talks about this, the same woman who created the thought model tool that I talk about all the time. And you guys, seriously, she has a book called Self-Coaching 101. I shout this book from the mountaintops all the time. We'll put it in the show notes. She literally teaches you how to do this thought model in that book. It's like 20 bucks on Amazon. And again, her podcast, Self-Coaching Scholars, my podcast, I break down the thought tool all the freaking time. It's literally available for you to try to do. Now, I have a client. I've been working with her for three years. She's fucking amazing. She's now a coach. She came to me heartbroken. We cleaned that up. She got into another relationship that was such an incredible transformational growth relationship for her that I coached her through for a year and a half. It didn't work out, but there's so much amazingness that came from it. And now we still work together as we navigate through her dating life. And she is just killing it. I think that we have mirror brains and This week, she was triggered by a guy who she was dating, and she's sending me models, and they're all, she's going to be listening and being like, thanks a lot, Claire. They're all fucked up. And I told her, because we're super close, because we've been working together for so long. I was like, these models are wrong. You're not doing them right. And of course, she was like, and my first thought was, who am I? Like, after three years, and she's super intelligent. But this isn't about being intellectually off the charts. This is about your emotions and your brain. And when it is triggered, it will not do the thought models clearly. And that is why I continue to work with coaches to show me my mind and show me how I'm getting in my own way. But yes, I believe coaching is totally the answer to take your life and your work to the next level. But if you are listening and you're just like, I can't afford Claire and I don't want to work with anybody else, which I think you're crazy because there are so many amazing coaches out there. Find the right coach for you. Maybe we can work together further down the line. Don't just toss your hands and say the only coach out there that I want to work with is Claire and she's too expensive. There are so many. I just gave you lots of options. And again, Brooke Castillo, self-coaching scholars. You can learn the thought, thought tool through that. I did, I did self-coaching scholars for a year and a half. There's so many affordable options out there. And there's literally my free content right here. So hopefully as you're listening to me spew off about this, you are inspired to recognize, oh, wow, maybe I haven't been ready. And go do something about it, right? Why you're not doing the work? One of the reasons could be you're not ready. Second reason, this is my favorite, and I think that this one is the most common. You don't really believe it works. And so many of my clients say, of course I believe it works, Claire. That's why I hired you. That's what I paid you the big bucks for. Mm -hmm. So then why aren't you waking up every single day doing your thought work, committing to the future version of you, recommitting to all the thoughts that you have about your ex. And they're just like, I'm just so tired. I know it's a thought, but also I didn't really sleep. And like, you don't understand the workload that I have. And like, I was just in a really bad mood. I was just super unmotivated, but it's not because I don't believe it doesn't work. Bullshit. Call yourself out on your own bullshit. You don't even need me to. But we all do this, you guys, confession, myself included. Sometimes my brain forgets how this work really works. I've been very transparent with you guys about 
really having a rough transition moving from LA to Santa Barbara for the love of my life. And I went into this dark spiral. I don't think that like the length of the pandemic started to wear on me on top of the Black Lives Matter movement. Also, listen to my episode, Heartbreak for Black Lives with my best friend, Aisha Kavia. We have an honest, raw conversation about her life as a black woman in this country. It is amazing. I got such amazing feedback from that episode. Let's wake the fuck up. All of my white listeners, my white privileged listeners, if you are white, you are privileged. I don't care what the number is in your bank account. That's my opinion about that. I was feeling really heavy about all of that. And it just became really daunting to me that I just left my very full life in L.A. And this had nothing to do with my partner. And I'm not just saying this to protect him for no reason, because he truly is just beyond a dream. And as I was really struggling and anticipating the shoe dropping and really digging deep and looking at my own mind and being with the pain in my body, we really uncovered, I really uncovered and with my uh, tapping practitioner, emotional freedom technique practitioner, Lena George, we can put the link to her show notes, was that I was just shedding another layer of trauma as I was stepping into this up-leveled version of myself. And I know a lot of you are listening and saying, oh, my God, what the fuck is she talking about? Poor thing. She has this amazing life and she's like really struggling and shedding a layer of trauma. Wait for it, because if you are listening, you are most likely struggling in your love life. And when that ideal person comes and you've been used to struggle, 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 and if you've been struggling financially and then all of a sudden you're thriving and you're at the top of your game in whatever line of work that you're doing and it's all happening at once, your brain will freak the fuck out. And so when I was going through all of those things, I had moments where I was like, fuck this work. Fuck it. This is what I don't even understand what the fuck is going on. There were moments of disbelief in the work. Yes, me, the person who comes on this podcast every week and preaches that your thoughts create your results, that your external world is a reflection of your internal world. It's very human to forget. And this is why I require my clients to to sign up for six months at a time. This is why my coaches require me to show up for six months at a time. It isn't for me to just pocket your money. It is for you to commit even when you don't fucking want to, even when you are at the lowest of the low. I had a thought I should just tell Stacey, I'm not going to do the the next round of her mastermind. Yeah, I did. I had had that thought a year and a half ago and I told her about it and we had a great chuckle. (laughs) And I had that moment again. This is part of the process of shedding your older self. I still believe I have trauma trapped inside of me. I don't feel it right now, but I am sure I'm going to have another period of darkness when I hit seven figures in my business and I'm living in my sprawling mansion and I know that I have guided thousands, hundreds of thousands of hearts around the world to heal. I think I'm going to lose my shit when that result is created. I do. It's crazy. And I'm going to be so fucking excited, but there's going to be another up level that I'll have to move through that because I know my brain is going to be like, this is not you, sister friend. (laughs) And I think that that result is going to happen a lot sooner than later, because if someone told me two years ago that I was going to be where I am now, I would have been like, "Ah, maybe like five, seven years. But that can't all happen in two. So mark my words, people, I'm in deep belief right now. And the reason why I'm in deep belief is because I'm doing the work. But There were moments where I didn't want to do the work in that dark time. So I'm relating to all of you who are listening and you are heartbroken. And 
you don't really believe the work works. Like you're listening to me. This is what I said to a client the other day, because she really hasn't been showing up for her thought work regularly outside our sessions. Yes, that happens. Can you believe it? People invest in coaching and then they don't necessarily do the work. Again, this is why I do the six month commitment because I kick them in the ass and I'm like, hey, let's get to it. Why are you not doing it? Let's look at why. Right. And I think a component of that for her was that she wasn't really believing in the work. And she said, but I do like, that's why I invested in you, Claire. And I said, but if you really believed, and I'm going to share this with you guys, you guys know, if you've been following me on Instagram, follow me at Claire, the heartbreak coach, I offer lots of free content on there. And I wake up and I've got my amazing crystals by the urban and the mystic. We'll put a link in the show notes to that. We can also add the link to the show notes of my episode with the owner of the urban and the mystic Courtney Abiati and the power of crystals. I swear to God, I got this rose quartz sphere. And a couple of weeks later, the love of my life entered combined with all of the belief work that I had been doing to call him in. But I truly believe that these crystals are so powerful. And Courtney talks about how to connect with the crystals. Don't treat them like a gym membership. Like you sign up for the gym and you just think like the weight's going to fall off. No, you have to show up and do the work at the gym. And I'm referring to people who need to lose weight. I am not condoning fat phobia as someone accused me in a review. I'm just saying that you have to do the work with the crystals. You have to do the work with the coaching. Don't think that you just sign up with me. Don't think that you just show up for 22 sessions and the work will work. No, the work really works in between the sessions when you are investigating your own mind, when you are unblocking your own blocks and checking in with me and keeping that momentum going. I wake up every day with my beautiful crystals and my beautiful journal and I burn Palo Santo and I burn these beautiful candles and I have these amazing uh, intentional cards by Gabby Bernstein and Abraham Hicks and I go all in and I have a process that I teach my clients and I wake up every day. I had an appointment in LA, so I woke my ass up. I usually am an early riser anyway, but I woke my ass up at 6 a.m. I normally wake up naturally at like 6.30 and I know that that's not a big difference, but for me, if I wake up just a little bit earlier, I have to set my alarm. It's actually hard for me to get up, but I woke up extra early to make sure that I committed to my morning practice because I believe the work works. And yes, I just admitted it's easy to forget where you're when you're in the dark space. But for the most part in my recent dark space, I did keep showing up. I was just really more into letting my body grieve it because I was so resistant to the thought work. But I watched my brain being really resistant to the thought work. And I let myself be resistant and go into my body and breathe it out and cry it out and sob it out and come up with ahas. But I didn't need to manage my mind because the pain was so deep. And I knew it was more about old wounds and emotional wounds trapped into my body. But I watched my brain disbelieve in the work while still showing up for it. And I said to my clients, my client this week who said, no, but I do believe in the work. And I'm like, but if you really believed in the work, you would 100% get your ass up super early every morning and do this process that I am telling you works. Because after that really challenging transition where I had lots of dark thoughts and was freaking out and was really resistant to this up-leveled life of being madly in love and at the top of my game in my business because my business really skyrocketed on another level in the first few months of the year. And it was really hard for my brain to wrap that. Here I am in this ocean view apartment and just like in a city, Santa Barbara, that I love more than New York or LA. And I never imagined myself anywhere else. It was just, my mind was just like, I cannot buy all of this. And so I was looking for the other shoes 
shoe to drop and just freaking out all the time. But when I recentered myself and I let all of the pain go and I got really clear with who I wanted December 2020 Claire to be, I reconnected with that morning practice. And then for the month of July, I had the biggest month in my business yet. And I feel more in love with my partner I know, cue all your eye rolls, but I know a lot of you out there really are inspired by my love story. So I'm going to keep saying it for you guys. I feel more in love with him because he saw a dark, vulnerable, insecure, sad, hurt, scared side of me. And he showed the fuck up in spades. And I think that that's a testament to who he is as a person. But I also think it's a testament to the work that I did to call that kind of man in. And the reason why, and I know a lot of you are like, I did that with my person and he left, right? I have done that with other people and they left too, but I was looking for them to fix me. And I wasn't doing that with my partner. I was like, this is me. These are my thoughts. This is my shit. I knew it was my shit. It wasn't his problem. And he met me there and he loved me and he supported me. And there were frustrating moments and there were challenging moments. There were times where he was like, what is going on with you? Something is up with you. But he showed up in fucking spades. And that was really fucking hard for me to grasp. Oh my God. Now like this person has seen like the not so pretty side of me because we're now just dating 10 months. So at the time, you know, it's like we're eight months in, I had just moved here and I'm like, oh my God, he probably regrets me coming to Santa Barbara. He probably, you know, we should have gotten to know each other longer. I had those thoughts. Yes. This coach, your coach, I consider myself your coach listening to this podcast. These were the dark fucking thoughts that I had because I'm a fucking human who's been through a lot of fucking trauma and a lot of lack and a lot of stress and a lot of pain because of her own mind. And my brain has practiced those beliefs for way longer than it's practiced the beliefs to call in all this love and abundance. And so when it happens, again, I just want to hit home on this over and over and over again, my brain freaks out. And so I let it freak the fuck out. I investigated. I resisted my thought work. I watched my brain resist my thought work. And I showed up every single day and I cried it out and cried it out and cried it out. And I watched my brain and I just downloaded my thoughts without needing to transform my thoughts. I was just in it and I was watching it and I was watching my resistance to the work and I was watching my disbelief in the work and I was watching my desire to run from Stacy. <laughs> I watched it all and I still showed up for every single call. I then got really clear and I recommitted halfway through the year to who December 2020 Claire was, the business goal that I wanted to create, the up-leveled relationship that I wanted to have with my partner. And I just started to really commit to who that woman is and the thoughts that she would think. And if I was her, how did I become her? And the way that I become her is that I get up super fucking early. I have my phone on airplane mode and I commit to my crystals, to my thought work. And I have a very specific process and my candles and my affirmation cards. And it is my, my hour. Yes. My hour, my hour with my future self. And it is my hour to download any of the limiting beliefs that I have, which are inevitable. Any of the limiting beliefs that I have every single day, I have limiting beliefs. When I set big goals that I have not yet achieved, of course, my brain is going to say, you can't, that's hard. I don't know if you'll be able to do that. But I do now have the evidence to prove that I went from broke as a joke and single and alone and heartbroken to now being abundant and in love. But I had to change my beliefs. I had to show up and do the work. I had to find the right teachers and I had to commit, 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 even when I didn't have the physical evidence to prove that. I had way more evidence of the lack 
way more evidence of the pain. And then I realign my beliefs. And that's where the coaching comes in. And I really committed to the belief that if it's really true that my thoughts create my results, I have to carve out the time and I have to fucking commit to it. And I have to believe that the work works. And if you believed, and this is what I said to my client, if you believed that you were going to find yourself so madly in love and that you hit your 500K goal in your business, she's not a coach, she does something else and she wants to hit $500,000 in her business. If you really believe that this work works, you would get up and you would manage your brain every fucking morning. If someone was like, if you do this every fucking morning, and then by December, 2020, the man of your dreams is here and you're rolling in 500 K you would do it. And she's like, you're totally right. There's some part of me. And I said it to her. I'm like, it's like people listen to this podcast and they're like, Oh, but Claire's a special unicorn who figured it out. Fuck no. I've been trying to figure this shit out for 12 years. And now I know how it works. And I'm trying to give it to you guys to do it in a much quicker amount of time. Trust me, at my rock bottom relationship at 30 years old, if someone said you're not going to meet the love of your life until eight years later, I would have been like, ah, (laughs) I'm so fucking glad that he showed up when he did. And with the life that he was leading up to when we met and the life that I was leading up to when I met, we couldn't have met at an earlier time for this to work. So I also had a thought, just a side note, that when I was calling my love into my life with my thinking, with my committed morning practice, again, that I teach to my clients. One of the thoughts that I had was it makes the most sense that we met when we did. Everything that happened in his life led him to here. Everything that happened in my life led me to here. And it just makes the most sense that we have now found each other at this exact time and this exact place. I had that thought before I met him and I committed to that thought as if he was here right? I'm literally explaining to you guys how I did it. And still people are like, but what? You go to the place that it's done. You imagine, you fantasize, you open up your brain, you ask yourself, but if he was here, what would I think? And truly everything that happened in his life and everything that happened in my life on his timeline and on my timeline led us perfectly to this time together. I also just don't think that if he and I met and fell in love and I was in my twenties, he's a little bit older than me. If I met him then, we would not be where we are now because what he went through in his personal life and what I've gone through in my personal life makes us be this like over the top in love couple because there is a deeper appreciation for each other in a way that we would not have appreciated each other if we hadn't been through what we individually had been through separately from each other. So for any of you right now who are like, it's not fair, all my friends, they just check off the boxes and they fell in love and they didn't have to do any of this work. (laughs) I know that's a lot of you out there. What if... Your heartbreak and your struggles is going to lead you to a deeper love, a more beautiful relationship beyond your wildest dreams because of this struggle, because that's what I 100% believe. Again, never say never (laughs) because there are no guarantees, but I'm sitting here very, very confident about this man being the love of my life forever. And I know that I wouldn't have this knowing if I hadn't been through what I've been through and done the work the way I had done the work. So maybe to add to the, I don't really believe it works. I'm going to add in another one is the the thought is it's not fair. Why do I have to do this work when I see other people just like meet their person and fall in love and get married and have babies and run off into the sunset at the end? Another thought that I have is 
I don't want anyone else's relationship besides mine. I never had, ooh, this is a good topic. I'm going to write it down. Relationship envy. I could give two fucks. Were there couples in ideal relationships who I admired? Yeah. But there was no, I think there was one couple that I was like, damn, they really show up for each other in spades and they're just, yeah, they're, they're hashtag couples goals. Oh, there's two couples that I'm like, that's totally the kind of relationship that I would want. But even still, I'm like, but there's going to be no relationship quite like the one that Claire is in with her person because I'm Claire. There's no other Claire out there. That's the way I feel about, I know there are a bunch of other heartbreak coaches and breakup coaches. I don't think that they're anything like me. I'm not saying that to knock them. I think that they have the perfect clients for them and my clients are the perfect clients for me. I just don't give my energy and my focus to other people. And what if instead of it's not fair, they all like get to run off into the sunset easily with their partner. What if you get to consciously create an ideal partner in love? What if you get to heal your heart on a whole nother level? What if you get to fall the fuck in love with yourself on a deeper level than any of your friends who checked off the boxes that looked so easy on the outside get to do? I'm not knocking those people. I have friends who are happily in love who checked off the boxes, quote unquote, easily. I just don't envy them. I just don't. It just doesn't phase me like their path is their path. My path is my path. The end. I'm not going to say more on that because I'm going to do a whole episode on relationship envy. Thanks, guys. Last step. This is a long episode. You're actually scared of success. Such a good one. I remember someone saying this to me about my acting career. She said, I think you're afraid that if you put in all the work and you actually become the star that you know that you could become, it would freak you out. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, I'm ready. I've been doing all this work on myself. A a friend in my acting class in LA, probably six, seven years ago, said this to me. And I thought, no, I'm not. I can handle it. I would be great. No, I really understand that now because of everything that I just shared with you guys about this transition and the you know, rapid growth of my business and falling in love very quickly and moving for love very quickly and all of it happening at once. It scared me. It's scary. And I also think it's really hard for people. And this goes in line with being scared of success. It's like, I don't even know what that looks like or feels like because I've never been in that position before. So uh, it's way more comfortable to be in the lack of success And when I say success, success is a relative term, right? Success is a thought. But when I say success, for those of you who are listening, perhaps it's more comfortable for you to be pining over Mr. or Miss Wrong and obsessing over them and ruminating about them and wondering about who they're with and what they're up to and what they're thinking about you or what they're not thinking about you. I would say it would be successful for you to heal all of that obsessing over Mr. or Miss Wrong. That would be a success. I think it's kind of like freaky because then it's like, who am I, right? The famous Byron Katie question question, who would I be without that thought? I don't know who I would be if I wasn't freaking out or missing and being heartbroken over this person. I mean, that was me for years. You could just put a different face to the name, but especially my rock bottom ex. I couldn't stop thinking about all the things he did to me for two years after our 10 month relationship. He liked to tell everybody that we weren't actually dating, but I'm here to say we were dating for 10 months. There were a couple of breaks that were like maybe a week, but we were together for 10 months. I don't even think I realized at the time it would be scary 
to know who I was without obsessing over all the horrific things that this person did to me. But it was comfortable for me to be attached to that story than it was comfortable for me to be Claire, who knows her worth, who's so clear about what unfolded, who loves the fuck out of herself, who has compassion for the girl who stayed in that relationship for far too long, seeing the underwear that wasn't hers, seeing the inappropriate messages that he was sending to other women, just knowing in her body that he was doing wrong by her all the time and allowing him to gaslight me. And I know some people might be listening and saying, but that's not really what the point of gaslighting is. Gaslighting happens when you don't even realize that it's happening. But, you know, now I'm coaching women who catch the gaslighting because they can see it. And if you're not familiar with gaslighting, I wrote an article about gaslighting for Poosh. We can put the link in the show notes to that. But yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, if you're listening to this podcast and you are so heartbroken and you are just struggling in all the ways and you feel like nobody understands you and you just don't know how you're ever going to get out of this pain and you feel trapped in your heartbreak or perhaps you feel trapped in your relationship because you have kids or trapped in your relationship because you're financially dependent on him. I think it, it would be scary to actually think about not being stuck, not being heartbroken, not letting your brain just only be consumed about all the things that are wrong with him and are wrong with the way that he or she treated you and all the things that are wrong with yourself. It's weird. And I'm living proof to be on the other side of it. It's scary. It freaks you out. I shared this recently. It's like someone who is dirt poor and wins millions of dollars. You often hear about them ending up going bankrupt again because their money mentality, their thoughts create their results. If they have no money thoughts, their results will end up being that they have no money. Your thoughts create your results. This is why people who lose weight often end up gaining it back because they just lose it for the reunion. They lose it for the wedding. And then when that time is over, they gain it back because they didn't look at the thoughts that create the feelings that drive the action for them to eat that yield them the result of being overweight. Again, I am referring to people who actually need to lose weight. I'm not encouraging that like skinny is in. I had my own fucked up ways about my body and eating and obsessive thoughts. And I've come a very long way in learning to love my body. And there are still ways that my brain will criticize my own body that I manage all the time or not all the time. Now I've again, come so far, but I, this is not about triggering people about weight. This is just an easy analogy to make your thoughts, create your results. Your, your ex or the person that you're with is not causing you heartbreak. Your thoughts are causing you heartbreak because now if I was, I mean, obviously I'm in love now, but even prior to meeting my boyfriend, when I was going out with dudes and they were displaying symptoms and signs of complete narcissism, I was like, bye. I was not sucked in by their charm. I was not sucked in by their good looks. I was not sucked in by them whining and dining me. No, thank you. Much prefer to be alone. Bye. But when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I was totally sucked in by charm and turned on by actors and their talent and their good looks and the fun and the artsy fartsy lifestyle and all the things. Those were not the most important qualities and that I was looking for, for the ultimate relationship that I wanted. But at the time, I thought that those qualities mattered. So 
I want you to actually go to the place of what success looks like if you were to do the work. I love how I thought that there were three steps. Now I'm saying that there are actually five steps because, and I know we're over an hour here, but I also think there's a fear of doing the work and then it not working, which again, circle back to my episode when the work isn't working. It's impossible for this work to not work. I 1000% promise you. And what I tell every client who's hesitant and a little bit scared to invest all the money, and I love that client who is scared to invest the money a little bit. I feel the same way after working with Stacy for over two years, and she has like skyrocketed her prices. So she keeps up leveling herself. She ups her prices. I keep up leveling myself. And no, this is not a pyramid scheme. She does not pocket my money um, that I make from my own coaching. But I, I love being a little bit uncomfortable because it means I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And there is no price that I can put on the life that I've created because of the work that I did with Stacy, But is there always that fear of like, oh God, here I go again. Is it really going to take me to the next level? There's always a little bit of fear there. Like, oh, I created all this, but this is where it's probably going to stop. That was another thought that I had in this transition from LA to Santa Barbara. Like this is as good as it's going to get like this. Let's just like stop here. Couldn't possibly get better. Very normal for the brain to think all those things. But when you really believe in the work, you really believe that this work works. You really believe that Claire isn't just some special unicorn where the work works because I fall on my face with this work all the time. I really do. This is why I do it every single day, because there are there are thoughts that I produce that create blocks that prevent it. But when I I'm not quote unquote successful with my thought work, if I don't hit a business goal like I didn't for a couple of months. I'm so glad that I didn't because I dug deeper and I investigated even deeper. And I actually think when I didn't hit a business goal for two months, it required me to really look at my brain in a whole different way and find a new thought that I didn't even realize that I was carrying because I know that my thoughts create my results. And because I did that deeper digging, I then created the biggest business month of my whole entire business over the last five years. So I'm so glad when the work, quote unquote, doesn't work, which isn't really true. It's just that my thoughts weren't producing the results. I'm so glad when that doesn't happen as painful and as stressful and as um, frustrating as it can be. It then always catapults me because I still do the same work and I still show up for it. And I never really let my brain indulge the thought that the work isn't working because I know it works even when my brain wants to think it doesn't. It does because I'm living proof in this amazing life as my result. But as Brooke Castillo always says, life is 50-50. It doesn't matter if you hit your first six figures. It doesn't matter if you hit your first seven figures. It doesn't matter if you finally shed the 50 pounds. It doesn't matter if you meet the love of your life and you go running off into the sunset for the rest of your lives. That does not matter because life still happens. Curveballs are still thrown our way. And if you're someone like me, who's always going to keep upping the ante, I just want to heal as many hearts. I want my message to get out there to every single woman who I think my message would resonate with. I know I'm not for everybody, but I think I'm for a fuck ton of women out there. And I am just so passionate about this message getting out there because I want every single woman to have these tools because like, as I said earlier, it's going to impact 
her children's lives and those children are going to be much more peaceful. They're going to be much more conscious. They're going to love the fuck out of themselves. And then they are going to attract up-leveled partners and create up-leveled, emotionally mature and available and highly functioning little beings. And it's just going to be this amazing domino effect that's going to have an incredible impact in the world in so many different ways. And so that is why I never stop doing the work. So I hope you picked up a nugget or 10 from this extra long episode. I really loved this episode. I know my tangents keep happening, you guys, but I love talking to you guys and I love serving and I love putting it all out there. And I love letting you all know that you are more than capable of creating the results of your desire by doing this work. So as Steve Chandler says, just start putting in the effort, pick something and put effort in and inspiration and passion will be born, whether it is about that thing or something else. Martha Beck, the woman who was at the helm of my life coach training program that I mentioned earlier, she too talks about like, there's no waste of time. If you're, if you have an idea, like I want to take a voice lesson, go take the voice lesson. You don't know because then you're going to be working some different part of your brain where a new idea could be born. It's not a waste of money. It's not a waste of your time. Even if you hate the voice teacher, you showed up and you tried something different. I'm just using that very random example. But also Martha talks about like picking up childhood activities. Like I used to love dancing. I danced my whole life. Um, There have been times where I feel creatively blocked now, obviously with the pandemic, but maybe I need to do an online dance class. But I would go to dance class in LA and just work my brain and do something different and new ideas and inspiration would be born. So you are totally capable of figuring it out. You've just got to show up and put in the work and that effort will bring you inspiration and passion and more direction because you are showing up. So much love, you guys. Please stay tuned to the end of this episode if you are interested in taking this work to the next level for my six-month one-on-one coaching program. It is my only offer. People have been reaching out being like, oh, can we spread it apart? Or can I do half the amount of time? I don't really need this. Think of me as an Olympic coach. Do you think an Olympic athlete says to their coach, can we just like spread out the training sessions or can we just do like half the amount? That's all I need. No, the Olympian coach decides what that athlete needs. I am deciding you need at least six months of coaching, not just the sessions, the in-between session coaching. We go all in for an all-in transformation. And I know it takes at least six months. Most of my clients are re-upping for another six months because they want to take that work to the next level. They want to show up even more consciously now that they're not even heartbroken. They're in these ideal relationships. And then they're like not knowing what the fuck to do in those relationships. And so they want to keep doing the work. It never stops. And it's the most amazing thing. It is a treat to yourself. I say to my clients all the time, and I say to new potential clients all the time, you don't need coaching. You just want it. And when you come at it from that angle of just wanting to enhance your life, wanting to heal, wanting to learn what actually loving yourself looks like on a daily basis, it makes the work that much more fun. Thank you so much for listening. If you have made it this far, I love you guys so much. Until next time. Bye. Hey, love. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with 
me and apply for my six-month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.